No, no, no. You know it's really important you get this shit of us talking before you start. Why? They do that on the 85 South Show. Yeah, I don't know. They just why. get that because all footage is good. There's no such thing as that. So when the motherfucker walk in that door, that camera can be Straight up? Fucking right. And then you start. Like, that's dope. Because you get the best shit a lot of times when people don't know that it's starting. Yeah, but I don't want motherfuckers to come in here and be saying shit. Well, no, you ain't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they if they say something bold and so just uncomfortable, they don't put it out. I'm trying to make this shit like Joe Rogan's. This, yeah. this, this Joe Rogan. It, you see my see my yeah, shit? I, I watch Rogan. Jerome Rogan. Baby. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> so do <dude, laughs> Nigga, I'm just Rogan. Bro, so I, I had a podcast. Well, I still got it, but I was doing a daily podcast. It was just me talking. Nigga, let's get some of this shit on our You should have hit the fucking button when I started. Did you hit the button? <laughs> I hit the button. Hit dude. the button. We own that. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a podcast called The LeVar Walker Show. I started that shit, I don't know, maybe maybe a year ago where it's just me talking by myself in my car. And I do it on a little app called Anchor. Yeah. I'm, I'm up to over 105,000 downloads. 105? 105,000. Oh, shit. Just talking in your car just talking just you know i was doing updates on what's going on in the world my life yeah just shit like that but then it you know i was doing since i was doing them every day they grew exponentially Mm. because in this current environment all content is good content you have your content is your fuel so it doesn't matter you might have a shitty show a good show it doesn't matter as long as you showing up every day yeah so I'm, I'm doing week. this uh, every week right now. Yeah, that's fine. You know fine. what I'm saying? Every week. That's fine. And, you know, once we get our numbers up, like, I'm, I want to go, like, but like you, But I think you really more get, often. You really get your numbers up by frequency. So yeah. if you surprise them, if you're doing it every week, you say, fuck it, I'm going to drop one Tuesday or Wednesday and just throw it out. It it just increases your your frequency. Yeah. Because we are, like literally in this world of social media artificial intelligence and what we're in we, we're pretty much hamsters we're all hamsters in a fucking cage mm. and you know it's just about which hamster is getting the more attention especially in entertainment <laughs> it, yeah. it has nothing to do with talent and it has nothing to do with how interesting your podcast is nothing but attention that's it you think so I am 100% sure I have done the shittiest Instagram. <laughs> I have a video that I did, a side-by-side video of me talking about a lace front wig. And I put it on Facebook, and I don't even think it's funny. It, it has over 17 million views. God damn. So it doesn't matter. It, it's just about the output. It does not fucking matter. I, I don't think in in this particular time we in i don't think people necessarily care about i disagree the the quality i disagree i think i think people do care i don't think they do i think i think people do care about the quality you may not you may not realize it but especially like when it when it's like um so 
here's my thing. Here's 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 what I think. When it comes to the quality, right? It depends on how big you're trying to take it. Are you trying to take it to like make it like a TV thing, or, or are you trying to expand? But if you're just putting out content, 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 yeah, people will share your shit. But if you not, if you if you just put throwing shit on on Facebook, yeah, it, it don't matter about the quality. But if you trying to if how, you trying to do something fuck, else, how the fuck did I get 17 million views talking about a Cause fucking it's, wig? Because it's dumb shit and motherfuckers just silly and they and, just and sharing. And at the it. same time, I have. A Facebook video of me making Kevin Hart cry, laugh, and tears as I'm doing a stand-up show with only four hundred thousand views. I mean, let, let, let's just be real. Okay, so I think there is a percentage to like the quality, but I think that percentage is smaller than the people who are just reaching for your videos for <laughs> a fucking dopamine release. That's it. This is about re- this is about making the mind release dopamine. It's almost like a rat in a fucking trap and he hits the button and 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 when every time he hits the button he gets a dopamine release in his brain. That is what is going on right. So now. here's the thing though. What is your what is your um what are you trying to do with it, though? Well, I'm very, are you just I'm, trying to I'm get... very conflicted and confused right now because, you know, with me being an older comic starting in 2002, starting in a time when, you know, you just fucking become a beast and miss something to be a beast and be funny, we're now at a time of just massive content where... It doesn't mean shit. Um, the only thing, the only the 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 the, the differentiator or the uh, factor that makes you stand out is your consistency in showing up. It does not matter if that video was funny or if it wasn't funny. It doesn't fucking matter. And furthermore, it's not even for you to judge if it was funny. You might throw some <laughs> shit you think suck, and people are like, "Oh my god." That's crazy. That's your boy. I mean, that's literally where we're at. And, <laughs> because and, it's expendable content, though. And you, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's so expendable. You, right. So you talking to a guy. I came up in the old Uptown Comedy Club coming up in the most, the the, the worst rooms, the, the hardest rooms you could fucking imagine <laughs> where people will literally boo you and tell you to kill yourself. And overcoming that and becoming very strong in those rooms to a place where uh, down is up and up is down because that's what we're at right now in this current environment where uh, talent means nothing. It doesn't mean shit. I I disagree on that, man. You got got to have because in the age of of the Instagram comedian, right? Yeah. A lot of them killed on Instagram and then they was like, you know, I'm going to go do stand-up. You don't you don't see a lot of them transitioning over. They they probably want to, it, it does, dude, but they didn't translate. They just I had translation. A, I had an hour long conversation with the owner of Atlanta Comedy Theater, who used to own Uptown Comedy Club. And and his thing was it's just it, about asses in the seats. It, it well, he's a fan of comedy, mm-hmm. so he was telling me it was like, dude, it's more about now. You know when you could put up. You know, this comedian's been seen on Def Jam, a comic view, and this is a really funny guy. You know, these kids, the youth, 
you know, because I'm 43. How do you? 40. Right. So we in our 40s. So these kids now, it's more, it's not about the talent. It's more important for them to get a picture with this person. So they're, they're on this journey to get a picture. It don't even You're talking about the people who, who watch comedy. Not even who watch comedy. If they see somebody online on or on the gram that they really into, it's very important for them to get a picture with this person. So they mm. will pay that $50 ticket or that $100 ticket to get to the mission. The goal is to get a picture with them. That's what he's telling me. You know what I'm saying? And this is no knock because I'm cool with all my IG niggas. Shout out to y'all because it's a great uh, hustle, you know, building your own business, shit like that. But it's just a different, we're in a different generation. We're in a different time. Yeah, but how long does that last? It's been lasting now, nigga, for over 10 years. Have you done the math? What do you when mean? did Instagram come out? Probably about five years ago. Instagram ain't been out no five years. Five to seven years ago. Bro, let me see. 2013, maybe. 2013? Yeah. When it came out? Probably. I, I would, if I'm guessing. Seven years. Yeah, I'm guessing. Let but me, 2013. Let me, let me Google, let me Google Instagram because you don't have a Jamie like they do at Rogan. <laughs> that nigga. We got Jamie. a jazz, though. We Yo, got a jazz. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie at Rogan, nigga, that is the great. It was 2016. Nope, nope, nope. Instagram started Insta Stories in 2016. So Instagram came out in like 14. So six years ago. About. Yeah, about six years ago. So, I mean, I just think. 2010? So 2010, we're 10 years in. So So, and then, too, they took a lot. You really have to calculate from when the time Vine died until now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a and they, different genre. Vine and, and Instagram kind of like overlapped each other. Well, Instagram pretty much ate Vine up. Like yeah. they about to do TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With those reels. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's just a different game. And this ain't no knock to anybody. Just, however you get in your motherfucking paper, get your motherfucking paper. If that shit working, you stick with it. Hustle the game. And don't let the game hustle you. Yeah, because all this shit is a hustle, man. It's all. All this is. But my thing was about the quality versus quantity. Like if you trying to, what you trying to do is you just trying to get quantity, dude. What I'm what I'm focused on is the quality of it, dude. I notice this. I notice certain things. So if I go heavy on IG Mm -hmm. and I'm doing five to six videos a day, Mm -hmm. I'm just signaling, meaning like. I look at my videos. If I do a side-by-side video, which typically gets me the most attention, that's a flyer. That's like saying, hey, check me out. Yeah. Get into me without telling you directly to To get into me. Right. So when I raise that frequency, I get more attention. I get more bookings. I get more people looking at me in the grocery store. I get all that shit. And it has nothing to do with my talent. So, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The difference, I think the difference is if you're peacocking, right? Peacocking so you can get attention, so you can get more bookings is one thing. But if you had an idea for your own show, right, you will put the quality into it. So then somebody who is a producer or an executive be like, you know what? We like that show. We see the potential on it. We're going to invest in the show. 
Nigga, so it's a, it's, 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 threw, it's a difference. I threw the game opening pitch for the White Sox. Okay. What does from it? talking shit. <laughs> On Instagram. Ain't a lot of motherfuckers threw out that game opener. <laughs> I did. But that's what I'm saying. If you I did. did. I know, but if I you, don't think it matters. I think as older comics, listen what I'm saying. We now. make it harder on ourselves because we put ourselves in these parameters of trying to make this great product when you don't need to do shit but just throw shit out. No. <laughs> I can promise you. So, and and but we it's can about, do it. listen, I'm okay. glad I'm on this show. We can, when does this come out? When does this come out? Tuesday. So this comes out, hold on, it's Wednesday? Yep. So this will be on, uh, uh, hold on, this will be on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to show you and I'm going to show your listeners. Starting on the 29th, I'm going to drop five videos a day for 30 days. Okay. And I can almost promise you about 15 of those videos will go super viral. With nothing, and I don't, I don't edit. I'm not gonna cut them. I'm just gonna talk. Saying what? Just whatever bullshit. I see. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker. This this nigga got 14 babies. Go on and on, and 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 it will be enough. That is the current state that we're in, and and we have to identify it. I think older comics we lose when we try to figure it out. And not and not just act. So you're saying you think people just need to put out more quantity. Fuck the quality. Fuck the quality. It matters. It does not fucking matter. Not in not in the Instagram space. Like maybe if you writing for a show for Hulu or Netflix or some shit like that. Yes. But in this Instagram space, in this Facebook space, in yeah. this Twitter space, no. Do you do you have an up. do you have an idea for a show like something that you oh, yeah. want to do? Fucking right, my show coming. And you're not gonna put that on Instagram, right? Fuck no. Exactly. I'm gonna get the bag. <laughs> but I'm saying something that. But in the meantime, the content because, because that you understand, if you just throwing shit out on Instagram, which is what I do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you say with the writers and shit in Hollywood, they're gonna take that motherfucker and run with it, and your shit is gone, and it's. You it's not it, there's no recourse because you threw it out, right? And that's what I'm saying. But if you had a an actual idea that you could produce yourself, everybody you wouldn't just be throwing that shit up on Instagram. Everybody that looks at these platforms on mm-hmm. YouTube, I have very shitty videos that have gone viral. Anybody that's looking at these platforms on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, there is probably a very high number of people that watch these videos and go, how the fuck <laughs> did this get all these goddamn views and comments and likes? Listen. Because it makes no sense. Yeah. You're yeah. in a time, <laughs> we are living in a time where up is down, down is up, left is right, and right is left. Nothing makes fucking sense. The only thing, the only way you can attack it is by the doing and, and just being active. And making a move. Mm. When you sit and try to think, you lose. <laughs> Instead of just putting out the content. Out. I have the shittiest videos. <laughs> What's the shittiest video you put out where you was like, 
prop, prop nigga. The wig I'm talking one? A lace about front one? a lace front. 17 point, I think it's a 17.4 million. And that's just on Facebook. Or do you put it that's on, on di- Facebook? I put I put all my video. I put my videos on Instagram, Facebook. Are you YouTube, monetizing on Facebook? I they just let me monetize. Really? Yeah, I got to send my paperwork in, but I'm just able to monetize. Is that the same process like um, if you do it on YouTube? YouTube, I'm monetizing. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm monetizing on Facebook and YouTube, and I guess after a while, Instagram will start letting us monetize on that platform. That's crazy. Yeah. So I have 17 million views on Facebook. Can you go back and monetize all your other ones? Or I don't know. I don't think you can monetize. You're not able to monetize until you meet all those parameters and you get paid from that point on. Oh, so you can't so go I back. I think. I, I highly doubt. I, I don't know because I got to do my paperwork and send shit in. Yeah. And then maybe I, I'm going to see what that first check is. Mm. Yeah, because $17 million, that should be. I mean, but. That should be, a, that that should be at video, least a five-figure check. But that video, uh, it wasn't three minutes. You need to have more. You have to. So you, they had, you, you need to, to, to monetize. First of all, to monetize, you have to have your Facebook fan page, number one. You can't monetize off a personal page. Right, right, right. Okay. What about a business page? Yeah, yeah, that's your business oh, page. Okay. Your Facebook fan page is your business page. Oh, okay, okay. So I put that video on my personal page, and that video might have been a minute. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, the only videos that can be monetized, they need to be three minutes and above. Oh, shit. So, like, when I do these uh my Instagram videos now like three to five minutes and I'm rambling or talking but I don't give a fuck because <laughs> I put them out and they do what they do and that's what I'm saying like that that kind of material that kind of content is just throwaway you they know what I'm saying nobody I mean dude people are looking for a dopamine release they're looking from a scientific standpoint when we talk about dopamine and what dopamine does so dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Um, like this nigga's a pharmacist. So yes, this is, I'm a pharmacist. This, this, well. That's why this nigga so know when, all this when, shit. When people are taking cocaine <laughs> or ecstasy, dopamine is the neuro is the happy neurotransmitter that is released from the brain. So when a person is looking at their phone, which we look at our phones probably six to seven thousand times a day. You're not just looking for that phone. You're looking for, you without you knowing, you're looking for a chemical reaction, and that's dopamine. So when you see that screen that's lit up and you see the gossip on the shade room <laughs> and you go to media takeout and you go to World Star and you see a motherfucker get shot up on Instagram Live or whatever, <laughs> your brain is releasing fucking dopamine which you are goddamn addicted to yeah and that's what this is about <laughs> yeah, yeah this is this is scientific right now this this phone this social media culture is bigger than just social media it's a chemical reaction that your body is having and we are all including myself being controlled by these big media giants facebook instagram the internet let me ask you this. Et cetera, et cetera. What do you think is the next, the next social media thing? Virtual reality, like AI. 
virtual or, reality. Or I mean, like AI, like, AI is already in this shit. AI is the algorithm. So, you know, when when these people in Silicon Valley, you know, they give this algorithm a goal. And so, like, with Instagram and Facebook, the, the algorithm's main goal is to keep our attention on Facebook and Instagram. So, so, vir- so the virtual reality is kind of like what they're doing for the bubble with the basketball well, games. Well, your virtual reality, you have, we all go. We all get off work and go home and get on a headset. You're going to put on fucking goggles and you're going to sit there and it's going to release even more dopamine than you're getting now because you'll be able to put yourself in an altered reality. So now you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. You want to be a fucking big time entertainer, celebrity, cartel, drug dealer. Or whatever the fuck you want to be, you will be able to simulate yourself into an altered reality, and we will literally be in headsets in our rooms. That's that's where we're going. Hell no, I don't. I don't. That is exactly where we're going. So you gonna get off work, go home, fucking right. You you, you gonna be at work all day. You're gonna be. You're literally. This is where we're going. You're literally gonna be at work to make the money. To pay your subscription. <laughs> to get on virtual To reality. get the fuck off work. To put this goddamn helmet on. <laughs> and to get your brain to elicit that neurotransmitter that you need. This is drugs, dog. God This damn. is what they're selling us. And as a comedian, <laughs> if I wasn't a comedian, I wouldn't even have this phone. But, you know, for me, you know, our business as comedians is for us to sell tickets, to sell merchandise. We make our living off of that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. we need this shit. You can't. So you can take the apps off. No, nigga. You got to be on there to see what's going on, to comment, to talk about, to have jokes about. <laughs> you have to be of the world to make observations, to give input on it. Yeah, yeah. Because people are reaching to you for the laugh. Which helps to release what? More dopamine. <laughs> this is dopamine. But, but dopamine, that, that, that dopamine release has been happening without the phones for years. When, when, you had, when you actually had to go outside and talk to a motherfucker and be like, right. this is my social right. media but, right but here. Yeah, yeah, you had to do all that. But think about that, it now. You don't have to. Especially in the pandemic. If you can get the dopamine, you can get it. You're going to get it however you can. <laughs> So if I can get that motherfucker sitting in my house pulling my big toe. Yeah, yeah. Niggas will be pulling on their big toe all day. Just they won't go no fucking where. That is where we're at right now. I don't know. People don't understand what's going on, but this is way bigger than than us. Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, what when you're hitting that dopamine button, they're collecting data. Mm. They're, they're predicting what you're going to do when you wake up, yeah. where you're going to go, what moves you're going to make. And then all of those predictions, they're selling you shit. They know right. the time to place that ad in front of your eyes. <laughs> right. So that's where we're at right now. That shit crazy. Nigga, we are comedians. Yeah. We and this bitch doing <laughs> a radio show. We got in this shit to tell jokes. Yeah. Look at this shit. Every comedian <laughs> is a podcast and interview. 
<laughs> we have all turned into Larry King. <laughs> You're right. You, you because right. we don't have a choice. Yeah. It's like, I don't do them videos necessarily because I want to. A lot of times I have to. Why though? Because they, it's a way to fucking survive. They, they There's Chappelle, no other way to survive. Dave Chappelle don't do that shit. Right, but he's Dave Chappelle. He's in a different space. I can't compare myself to Chappelle. But I'm saying, like, in order for Dave to, su- so, to, so, to, to so, survive so, in so, this climate, so he don't even got a social media if, account. If there was no Chappelle show. But he don't even have a social if media there was account. N- if there was never a fucking Chappelle you show. You can't even add Dave Chappelle. There you can't was, add him. Listen, if there was never a Chappelle show. Right. If there was never a lot of the things he did previously, how would he survive? How would you know? Just through TV and movies. Who the fuck is watching TV and movies right now? Everybody, especially right now. What what TV and movies do you know him from? Um, Well, not, I guess from... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Robin Hood, <laughs> man, man, with tight, no. man with Tights. No niggas know him from that. Robin Hood, man from tights. Uh, um, the the movie that he wrote, getting high. Um, I forgot what the name of it is. None of these were were really classics. And the TV show is his TV show that he developed. I said show. without the, the fucking Chappelle, Chappelle show, how would you know it? He was on. Um, he was on. Uh, what's the uh, Eddie Murphy? Um, you can't even name it. Nutty Listen professor. to you, Nutty Professor. Nigga, Nigga. was on Nutty Professor. He Nigga, killed really? Nutty Professor. Killed. He did, but we don't remember he, him from that. What? That was a classic scene. We remember him from that because this is the Chappelle show. This no. is come on, dude. I, I guarantee you, people who seen Dave Chappelle on the Nutty Professor doing that, dude, and this, they don't even know that's the same this, person. In this current climate, how do you as a comedian get attention? How? How? So Comic View, <laughs> Def Jam. How the fuck do you get attention? How do you get people to say, who the fuck are you? How? I mean, yes. you. How? You, you do have to use you social have media. A thousand, you have, you social have media. a thousand fucking platforms. Dude, before we even get to the shows, yeah. you have thousands of platforms. Yeah. Each platform has thousands, if not millions of shows that are streaming. Yeah. How the fuck do you get somebody to think about you? You're right. You got to use social media. I, I no, I'm not disagreeing. It's a different time. I agree, but the people who don't have social media. Yo, are you crying? No. What, your eye leaking. My eye leaking. Yeah, it's like leaking right there. The motherfucking sweat. Are it's you, alcohol. Why are you sweating? It's alcohol. I'm not sweating. I'm drinking alcohol. You, you haven't been drinking as much are as I have. You, are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> I need to put my fucking mask on. <laughs> It's, it's this alcohol. nigga is leaking, it's and alcohol. we in a pandemic. It's alcohol. I have a family to go back to. I got, it's, this is alcohol. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is a brilliant genius. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the fucking goat, hands down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in this current climate, for you to start as a comedian, or for you to gain some type of attention and some type of notoriety how the fuck do you get it outside of doing videos outside of what what do you do what would you tell a new comedian coming in the game i would tell you ain't no fucking john john there's no, no johnny carson 
There's no comic view. How? There How is. the fuck? There do is. Th- what is? There is. What? It's podcasting. Podcasting is the new Johnny Carson. Joe Rogan is the new Johnny Carson. He's definitely the new Johnny He's Carson. He's the new Johnny Carson. So if you can get on stage, get get it somehow get into his circle or get into his his space and where you see him, I guarantee you can go you can, you can blow up. Because because um what's his name? Um what's the dude name? Dang it. Jamichael. Who? Uh 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 damn his name is the one that Lil, he was on, Lil Rail was on his show. Gerard. Gerard. Uh-huh. Gerard Carmichael. You don't never see Gerard Carmichael Gerard doing. getting money. Yeah, but Gerard you don't see him is, on, you don't see him on Instagram. He don't give a fuck. He is. That you don't see him on Instagram. You don't see him. A, he got huge deals. He's writing. He has a production deal. Okay. It's far different. Do you, have you, have you ever seen him on? And how, how long is, how long has uh, Gerard been on? Five, six know, years? Yeah. Have you so ever you, you have you say, ever seen you him say, do some you say, you say, do some shit on so, Instagram? So you're you're telling a young comic you still need to go the Hollywood route. No, get, I'm not saying that. I'm saying get your chops on the stage. Still, you still at the end of the day, you still have to get your chops on the stage. At the end of the day, all this shit on Instagram, this Twitter, all this shit is cool. But if you get your chops on on the stage, then yes, you can still make it in here. Because even though you may be on Instagram saying shit or throwing out content, at the end of the day, those executive producers, those writers, the motherfuckers, they looking at talent. They looking at talent. Your audience or your fans or people, they looking at the motherfuckers like, oh, that's just throwing out content. Other motherfuckers, they looking at talent. And Gerard Carmichael is no, talent. He's a very talented brother. He's talent. And that's why he's but still able we, to as eat. We, as he's we still go be able down, as years progress, is it is it still counting? Why is it not? I don't I don't know. I'm asking I'm, you. No, I'm telling you. Because this I is think what is. I'm seeing. I think it is still counting. I'm just going off what I'm seeing as a comedian and what I'm seeing is going on. I don't know, bro. I'm in a fucking dilemma. Like what? Because matters? you're looking, you're looking at, you're looking at the people who are out in public and who out, who out. I would say making the most noise. You you looking at the hit. You looking at the people who making so, the most so, noise so, versus the people so, who are. So with Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? We had this conversation on the other right. day on the phone, so, and I'm gonna talk to you about that. We can bring that up here. So yeah. I believe that. I agree with you in that Joe Rogan is the new Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. And I told you on the phone, I said Joe Rogan leaving L.A. and moving to Texas is the equivalent of Johnny Carson leaving New York and moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. So with him leaving Hollywood mm-hmm. and leaving the comedy store, what happens to comedy? Is this L.A. we're in right now? Is Texas L.A.? No. It must be. No, no, no. It has to be. No, because because all, you all have his do, friends have left. You're right. The comedy store is altered. But here's the thing: when you go on Joe Rogan's show, right, mm-hmm. you on you on there for two or three hours. You can just go to Austin for two or three hours, and then you can go make your money around the rest of the world. 
Like you don't have to be in what I think this this pandemic has shown me is that you don't have to be in one particular spot. You don't have to be in L.A. You don't have to be in New York. You don't have to be in one particular spot. You could be in anywhere because exactly what you're saying, that phone and the Internet could bring take you anywhere. It, it, it could so take you, you anywhere. Would you agree with me in saying that uh, Hollywood is the class is a cloud? What do you like- mean a cloud? You know how you got the iCloud. So anywhere you go, you can access it. So is Hollywood turned into an iCloud in a sense of, you know, you have your uh, your connects and the people you've met and those relationships that you've built, but you're able to talk to these people through FaceTime, Zooms. So has Hollywood turned into a cloud at this point? Because... Nobody's working there. All mm-hmm. the production is in Georgia. It's in Louisiana. It's in Texas. What has Hollywood turned into? So here's the here's what I think the difference is, right? Once you go into production, you probably do go to those states because they have, um, I guess, lower rates to actually shoot. But the actual getting it started where it appears on paper first, you still going to have to go to Hollywood. And how much longer do you think that will? I think um, I said for a good ten to twenty years. I don't think so. I, I think, think so. You are, you are greatly overstating that estimate. No, I think I I would say on the low end so, another so, ten so you're years. Telling me, you're telling me you like let's just say you had a net worth of twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're relatively young. I mean, we young old motherfuckers being yeah. in forties. <laughs> yeah, and you have a net worth net worth of twenty million. Mm-hmm. You can come to this great state of Texas, not pay any state income tax. Right, right off, right off the bat, you <laughs> done saved yourself six, seven million dollars. So you telling me these motherfuckers are gonna stay in California and pay all them highest taxes, live with this homeless population that they cannot control? They're going to live with a governor. That lets people loot, kick fucking doors in. And you say they're going to do that for the next 10, 20 years just because they have a waterfront view? No, 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 no. No way. No, I'm saying. It's not going to happen. I'm saying it's only four studios that control the mass majority of of movies, right? The motherfuckers ain't. ain't and, they can, and they can cut they, the. You they got a, one motherfucker. You got billion dollars right. invested. You got billion. Right. So, and, so they so not let, just let, going. Let's just say. They're not the, going the, without the, that. You let's know what say I mean? that studio head. Mm-hmm. He's worth billions of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. Guess where he going to have those movies shot at, my friend? In Georgia. Because he's going to save money. Right. He's going to shoot him in Georgia. He's going to shoot him. What I'm saying, and, he's going to film him in Georgia. Out of, out of his own selfish shit, he might stay in California. No, but the whole business now is in a cloud. That people can shoot and do shit wherever they at. But I'm, I'm saying, as a, as a studio head, right, he's going to be able to shoot anywhere he wants to. When that production is done, guess where they're going to go back and edit it? Guess where they're going to do the score at? Guess where they're going to? Where they're going to edit it? Yes. They're going to edit it where the taxes make sense. All the editors. I, stopped, I shot Uncle Drew with Rail. Shout out, Rail. I shot that shit in Georgia. Okay. Okay. They get a tax credit just for shooting the movie. There. That's what I'm saying. 
Because it's cheaper to shoot it in there. They edited that, that motherfucker in Georgia. In Georgia? They did everything in Georgia. Because if they would have took that bitch back to California, they would have gutted it. <laughs> but this is what I'm That's saying, what too. That's what would have happened. But this is what I'm saying, too. Tyler Perry has made Atlanta like the new Hollywood. Tyler, dude, I, I got to do, I did a punch up for bad boys, for life. I worked with Will Smith and Martin. I met Will, Martin, the great guy, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? I sat there. And, and that was in Miami or was that in Georgia? No, too? in Georgia. Oh, okay. That last scene when the house is on fire and shit. Yeah. That was shot in the fucking Diana Ross soundstage, nigga. <laughs> I watched the whole fucking thing. Um, I was talking to those guys, the, the production, the crew. They were telling me how, you know, Tyler is making so much money because Tyler's making a lot of money from renting these sound stages, which is state of the art, brand new. He's renting these sound stages to Sony, to Universal. Oh, yeah, because it's cheaper. Exactly. They but, don't give a fuck. It's all about the money. That's business, though. He like, Exactly. So that's why I'm telling you that. Hollywood but yeah, will turn into a cloud. But, but guess where Hollywood is a cloud now. But like guess where cloud. but guess where they had to take that movie back to? California. Yeah, for them motherfuckers to watch it and say, yo, I don't like this <laughs> shit. Send it, send it back to Georgia and have them edit it there. Dude, this shit has changed, bro. Yeah. I I here's my thing. I just don't think California is 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 dead in that aspect? I don't feel like it's over. I, I don't feel like it's it's, it's it's going nowhere. It's over, bro. A lot of motherfuckers is just jumping ship. I think prematurely, but I think I think probably in ten years, like you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere and and shoot anything. And right. Be, and, uh, and, and, and you could do that now. That's what I'm telling you. Hollywood is the cloud essentially. It's a it's turned into the uh, eye cloud. Do you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, you know, I know certain people in Hollywood, right? And I have this idea. I can email them my idea, pitch my idea, do a Zoom meeting with my idea. And they say, man, we really like that, LeVar. Here's a budget. And then they send me this fucking budget. And I'm able to shoot Ain't my no, film that, in Georgia. No, fuck no. That's not how that shit's going to work. You gonna submit your idea, right? They go. You go. This is this is how it's gonna work. You gonna submit your idea, right? You gonna submit your idea. They going Hey, we love this idea. We want to talk to you. Come to California so we can have a meeting. You gonna have a meeting. They gonna pair you with a production company. <coughs> they gonna put. They gonna pair you with a production company. Wrong. And then when you when you and the people on the production company once you guys. Get your idea together. They're gonna say, you know what? We we're, we're gonna pay for a pilot, dude. We're gonna we're dude, gonna pay for a pilot, dude. So, you know, I, they're not I, gonna give you no goddamn I, money to I shoot was, your idea. Why not? Are you? It's changed, bro. Are you fucking crazy, dude? Do we're not, not going it? back. We are not going back. This, we've had COVID. It's not going back. We're only going forward. It's not going back to this. Do you not shit. see this shit opening up slowly but surely? Man, 
No. This shit is opening up slowly but surely where motherfuckers is going right back to the regular way it was before I COVID. I don't think so, bro. You don't think so? Before COVID, right, I got a call to meet with a showrunner in L.A. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not in L.A. Y'all going to fly me out? or Nah, we ain't going to fly you out. Don't worry about LeBar. We'll do a FaceTime. Okay. FaceTime. I did a FaceTime. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah. Got another call. LeBar, the executive, want to talk to you. We'll do another FaceTime. Another FaceTime. So okay. I, had, I didn't have to leave Georgia. Okay. That is where we're at. I don't understand you, that, but don't I'm you saying understand? when it comes to when it actually when the rubber hits the road and they want to actually get your idea on camera, it's changed, bro. They're gonna pair you with the production company. Dog, you telling me, dude? People have been in their houses doing these Zoom meetings and doing fucking deals. How I've l- talked to how several much you think? high profile comics that have sold millions of dollars in deals over Zoom meetings. It's never going the fuck back. It's not. You have to, bro. I give I give you by next summer. I give you by twenty twenty one summer. This shit is gonna be back open like it was never closed. It's not going back, bro. You're crazy. Never go back. Now you be able to talk to somebody. Yes, over Zoom. You be able to talk to people all day, but once your idea comes together. They're gonna pair you Bro, with. They're gonna pair they, you with. They, because people have adapted to this shit, man. I know, but why the fuck man. I want to see you in person? No, if we're just. I did a whole fucking idea. table read for a season show on Zoom, and we had because a great time. you couldn't can't, you couldn't exactly. go to California. So like, but once it's back open, look at the money and time <laughs> that was saved. How the fuck Zoom done went? The stock on Zoom is up a thousand fucking percent. They're not going back. Let me ask you this. God damn, Dante. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I even let's just look at TV, right? Let's just look at TV. Let's just let's just take Hollywood out of it. Even like Sports Center, right? Even the first take, the motherfuckers was doing first take via Zoom. And now I will look up this morning. The motherfuckers is back in the studio, face to face. When they could have, they could have literally just made it where. Why are we? Why are we going back in the studio? Listen, we could still bro, do the Zoom I, like I we've been doing. I don't see it, dog. I think I think Hollywood will be in the cloud. I think this shit has changed. I think the landscape has changed. <laughs> and personally, and you know, I accept your your uh, response. I accept your opinion. But how I feel personally is that we're forever changed, and so, I don't think we're going back. So you don't think it's ever going to be any kind of personal contact or anything like well, that? Well, it will. You you know, you might meet people and shit like that, but I think we are forever changed. I think, like, you will get your auditions through Zooms and through email, which we were before, but now they're taking it more serious. Do you do you see all these white people fighting to get their mask off to for people to go be in person again and, <laughs> and talking to each other? I'm watching it, bro. But <laughs> I, I'm watching it. 2021. The, the death still going up. True that. True that. Still going up. So. 
true that. True that. I I, I just feel like at, at some point this shit's gonna get back. They about to start. They go. They about to start releasing this vaccine soon. What's right. name yeah, say I'll by probably, Christmas? I probably have to. I will probably be administering those yeah. vaccines as a pharmacist. Yes. yes. So once people start taking vaccines, they I'm telling you, it's gonna be back to normal. It's gonna be know, back bro. to normal. It's gonna be hard. They Ooh. might what 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 happens if coronavirus because viruses uh so so the way viruses work you know, they go from person to person mm-hmm. and they uh, replicate by uh, getting uh, through uh, RNA, getting into the cells, breaking into the cell, drilling into the cell and altering DNA into the cell. Every mm-hmm. time they go from another person, the virus is able to, you're able to change the genetic mutation of the virus. So the virus never stays the same you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah you might have a vaccine but what happens next year the year after that is what happens if this shit ramps up into some super covid virus i just seen what happens uh, i don't know i just seen today that uh what country was that i want to say it was russia where they had a, a um a, a spike in coronavirus uh, things again. I think it was Russia. Yeah. So I don't know. I think right. this, I think so, this shit so, is just so, gonna so, be so, forever out there. Right. It's like the it, flu, it, right? So like they just said, it'll forever be out there. So y- you know, if I can protect myself or somehow inhibit the virus by having a Zoom meeting with a person or having a socially distanced meeting, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> So, you know, we're back to what I'm saying that Hollywood is forever changed. This was the lowest rated Emmys. When you said change, you mean what? The way it the way it'll operate. And you know what I'm saying? Because I think like as an artist, you know, if you're an artist right now, rapper, comedian, singer, whatever you may be, I think this is the greatest time for artists and the fact that you can pretty much control your destiny by just putting out consistent content. Yeah. Now, back to my original statement of does quality matter over quantity? I don't believe it does. I believe you need to just put out as much as you can and be as original as you can, be being yourself and getting over a fear of trying to judge this shit you just need to be ahead of the ball and and distributing as much information and material as you possibly can okay all right we can we can agree to disagree so here's because i know you're a huge kanye west fan right so the what kanye west is putting out there about the contracts and everything Mm -hmm. i feel like what that's going to do that's a double-edged sword too what you mean um, it's a double-edged sword in the sense of if I'm a record company and I have 20 artists, only one of them motherfuckers going to pop. That's the way so, it is. So I've put up, you know, you know, that's a double-edged sword in the sense of I have these 20 artists. I put $100,000 into all 20 of these goddamn artists. Right. 19 of them. I'm, I'm going to lose. 
yeah. 1.9 million yeah. out of these 20. And yeah. one is going to pop. Yeah. Yeah. So most of my money is definitely up front. It's definitely loans. So that's up to the artist. Are you going to take this deal? Did you sign this paper? Did you want that Bentley, nigga? <laughs> did you want that fucking, did you want your jewels? Yeah. You signed that shit. Yeah. And you need to honor it. Yeah. So I'm not going to shed a fucking tear because niggas want to move like that. It's another way you can move. Master P, when that motherfucker offered him a million dollars and he had $20 in his bank account, he said no. Yeah. He had that choice to say fucking no. Yeah. So you can't sit here and cry because niggas want the Bentley, they want the Rolls Royce, they want the mansion. Yeah. If you want that up front, there's a price to be paid for it. Yeah. Nigga hurt. Struggle. Yeah. Sell your shit on your own. Yes. So I don't want to hear that shit because Kanye wouldn't be Kanye without that deal. motherfucking deal. Yeah. If yeah. Universal didn't get that nigga that deal, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that you're a billionaire, you sell sneakers, which I buy, <laughs> which I've bought a million pairs. And you don't make your money through music. Of course you can shout this shit. Yeah. Tell a nigga in the motherfucking hood. His mama fucking starving. Ain't no food in the motherfucking house. And a motherfucker trying to get his nigga 200000 in motherfucking cash, man. Be real. What you need to do is be honest. You take the two hundred k. And you let them own your royalties and all your shit. Or you say no. Get your shit out the fucking mud. Sell it out the trunk. And build it on your own. It's as simple as that. Ain't nobody got time to fucking cry. Because at the end of the day, those companies have taken losses on lots of artists. Right. Talk about the niggas that didn't make it. Right. It ain't a lot of Kanye West and Jay-Z's. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. True that. True that. So he's only showing one side of the fucking coin. And that's because he's already benefited from he it. He done benefited. Yeah. Nigga, he, you made it. Yeah. Find me the struggling nigga. I want to hear him talk. These are uh, rappers such and such. Exactly. <laughs> Let me listen to rapper such and such <laughs> tell me how he feels about this situation. Not you, nigga. Yeah. You done made your money. And you keep reaping loans and shit from these motherfuckers. I heard that he, I heard that he resigned uh, his deal like a year ago or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Like he. So who the fuck is supposed to feel sorry? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't really. If I, if I, if me as a businessman, right? So you tell me, you need some money, right? And yeah. I look at your podcast and I see it's profitable. I'm like, yo, listen, no problem. Sure. Dante, I'm going to give you 500000 But here's the deal. This is what I need. I'm going to give you this. I can float you. You're going to own this shit. But I need shit. a certain percentage of your ownership. <laughs> I need a certain percentage of your licensing rights. I need all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to take not advertising holding, dollars. I'm not holding a gun to your fucking head for right. you to take that fucking money. Right. Come on. Right. This yeah. is what it is. Educ don't. Don't be so one-sided. Educate people. Because 
of course, like the record business will never be the same. They can shut down tomorrow, right? But mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't see the record company damn near go out of business during that. Um, what was it? Uh, when they when you would be able to download uh, right. music, yeah, and they and, still had to pay them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you was, niggas was still getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, around the Facebook era. When when Facebook first came out, when you was able to download music for free off the web, and motherfuckers and the the record company has already had fronted that money, and they were waiting to recoup, but there was no no recouping if I can get it for free. So I, I feel like I feel like, but but now like this shit is the richest it's ever been, and like you know with. Uh, you know all these streaming services you can mm-hmm. literally as a mixtape artist your ass just need to put out as much music as you can which which goes over the fact of of quantity versus quality which I which is what I was telling you about because you will be fucking pumping 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 one of them motherfuckers hit you gone now you got the ball now you can tell a record company whatever motherfucker you can give me a million but I want ninety eight percent of my fucking royalties. I'll give you two percent, and fuck you. Like that's how it works. Yeah. See, I'm in, I'm in I'm in the mindset of I want to own my shit for as long as I can, and I'm I'm cool with. Hey, if you want to license it for a year or two, I license it to you. But taking the bag early, we've all seen this play out where you get fucked in the end. And it's because they're giving you money up front, right? They're giving you money up front. And then, yes, they're going to own you for until they either recoup or they They double their money. They're going to earn you in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it's like, why would you even get that up in the beginning? To me, I'm like, why would you get that up? Yeah. I don't don't even. Yeah, man, we, we all over the place. Cause I wanted to ask you, how did you, how did you get started doing comedy? Uh, dude, I've been doing comedy my whole life since I was little. So like, you know, I was I was an ugly child growing up. Still, now, I'm an ugly man. I yeah, <laughs> but I was seeking out attention. You know what I'm saying? So, but what made you go to the stage with it? Cause it's different um, when you clowning I, with your friends. I, 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 I went to the stage. So I was a freshman in college, and I saw a brother doing some comedy. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. And uh, I remember uh, doing comedy my first time at 19 um, at Jokes and Notes in Chicago. Mm. But I got booed, and I'm like, okay, this is not for me. Mm. So I didn't pick up a mic again until I was in my last year of pharmacy school. And at that point, I was just like, whatever happens, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's all, to me, just been a passion, um, something I love to do. And even when I was in college, when I was in undergrad and even at pharmacy school not doing comedy, I was rather obnoxious. And the reason I was obnoxious was because of my uh, burning desire to be on stage and to be entertaining people. So I would go up to groups of people 
without saying, you know, I wasn't like, yo, I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'm just yeah. fucking making niggas laugh. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. And the more laughs I got, the more, you, you know, the, the more I would give. Yeah, so yeah. now it's t- 10 people in front of me just laughing and I got them crying and shit and I'm doing shit without even saying, hey, I want to be a comedian. comedian. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. my last year of pharmacy school, I was doing it and doing like pretty much uh, white shows. Um, and then I saw I couldn't make black people laugh and I felt some kind of way about not making my own people laugh because what good is your talent if you are not able to serve your own people? And that was a big problem for me. So I started doing heavy urban, and in 2001, 2002, urban comedy to me was a uh, big challenge because people got booed, you got an immediate reaction about how they felt about you. Mm -hmm. And so I mastered that. And I became comfortable in it because, you know, I would get love from rappers, street niggas, pimps, hustlers, ball players. Yeah. Everybody was showing me love, so I kept going hard in that in, in that realm. Mm. And as a comedian now, looking back, you need to be able to do both crowds. So you gotta like in basketball, you gotta have a strong right hand and a strong left hand. What's the difference in, or what would you say the difference is between doing a white room and a, and doing an urban room or a black room? Timing. Timing? Mm-hmm. How so? Um, the cadence in an urban room is sped up very, very fast. Mm. You know, nigga come out, dance for five minutes, yeah, yeah. repeats what the song is, tells you, oh, that's my song if I was in the hospital. And that song came on, I would get up. And niggas laugh and holler and scream when it's shit. It's hacky shit. It's shit. You see what I'm saying? There's yeah. no type of, uh, there's no um, creativity in it. It's just a bunch of hack shit. It's nigga hack comedy. Yeah. And I can proudly say that. And if anybody is to refute me on this or call me some type of coon or cracker or whatever, whatever niggas do, yeah. <laughs> trust me, I will come and burn you in an urban room. Yeah. Because I'm, I can do a ur- Like, that's my shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so what's the equivalent in the white room when you first go up? And you <laughs> well, the, the white room was more of a challenge to me because I was more comfortable doing urban. So in a white room, you don't have a DJ. You can't dance. You, there's nothing there yeah. but you and yeah. the mic and a crowd. And they're not going to boo you. They're going to sit in fucking silence mm. as you die. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the sweet spot is being able to do both at a high level. That's where you win. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And that's what motherfuckers lose when they think that because you repping... Uh, nigga night Tuesday that you a beast no nigga cause when you come on the other side you suck yeah because your cadence is wrong you scared of silence you you don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah so you have to be able to do both yeah yeah see what I'm saying yeah and um cause when I found cause I, I met you I think I met you like twice 
indirectly uh, two times and then directly one time. We indirectly met on Facebook. Like when first Facebook first was popping. Mm-hmm. And then I met you in Orlando at the All Star uh, when Shaq was doing that comedy um, All Star. Oh yeah, when we did the auditions. Yeah, yeah, I won that and got cheated out of it, and then still came back. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean you got cheated out of it? I think I was cheated. Why? Because I, I thought they was picking you and Nah, and nigga, they picked Robert Powell. They did not pick me from that. Really? No, Robert had won. Oh shit! I thought I always thought it was no, like no, no, no. I ripped hard. Yeah. Um, however, I had to leave because I had a show uh, with Shaka Khan that night. I remember you and was talking I had about to that. Go yeah. Fly back and get out of there, but I ended up missing my flight. And Robert, I guess, had won because he was doing the warm ups for the actual taping of the show. So what ended up happening when I won the Miller Lite comedy search that Kevin Hart was judging mm-hmm. and Jeff Clanagan, uh, you know, was a part of that, you know, that's when I got a call once I won that in Vegas. They was like, because uh, they already knew me and were familiar with me. They said, hey, LeVar, you want to do some time on Shaq All-Star? I said, fucking right. Yeah, yeah. And I went and murdered that. Murdered. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Shit, I had like 42 dates on that show after I got off stage. And I did seven minutes in front of Michael Blackson, Gary, D-Ray. Yeah. Mm. That's how I got on that motherfucker, dog. That was God. Like, it wasn't really. That was God, bro. It was God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Because I I just knew. Because at first they were saying it was one winner. And then I thought it was like, oh, okay, well, nah, it, wasn't it was so close. close. That nigga won. Then they was just going to give it to both of y'all. Nah, hell no. Nah. You got to go up that night, though, right? I didn't like, go, dude, I after came, the auditions. I came and did my shit, and then I got in my rental car, and I had to go to the airport because I had to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. But I missed my flight, so I came back and watched the taping of the show. And uh. I was done. I was like, well, fuck it. I didn't get this. And... When I got back to Atlanta, maybe three weeks later, I was in a gas station, and I still got the video. There was a Kevin Hart uh, cutout in the gas station <laughs> that said Miller Lite Comedy Competition. Mm. And I went and registered, and I won that motherfucker. Yeah, I seen the video. Yeah. I won. And yeah. all of your fans can go on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, comedian, pharmacist, LeVar Walker makes Kevin Hart. Cry tears of laughter. Yeah, yeah I and, see. And that. when I won that, that put me on the on the show. Yeah, that's what's up, man. This shit is a, this shit is a marathon, man. This shit ain't. This it's is definitely a marathon. This bro. shit is a but marathon. I, but I do think that as comics, we do have to adapt to the game. We have to continuously adapt because it's just not the same. I don't. I don't think it, it'll ever be the same. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't think it's the same. Dude. I think people, at the end of the day, people want to come out, right? They want to get out of their house, and they want to come see you live. And that's where you really going to make your money at, when they could come and see you live and perform. Yeah. That's where you really going to make your money, and that's where you really going to 
where people really gonna be like, I fuck with LeVar. So do you think? So you still think that talent really matters? Absolutely. Really. Absolutely. One hundred percent. In urban. In urban. Really. Yes. It's a lot of motherfuckers that can chuck and jive and dance and get your attention, but at the end of the day, you got to have some talent. You got to. So. In order to in order to survive in this game. You could be I don't want to put no rapper out there, but you could be a motherfucking that that just gets some attention for a minute. You know what I'm saying? You could be a one-hit wonder in a comedy game, but are you going to be able to survive this game? Are you going to be able to have a long run in this? Cause once you, once you become infamous or famous, nigga, you can't. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? You can't go back to now working a regular job. So if you don't have no talent, nigga, like I'm, for real, I'm working a regular job. Just imagine working a regular job where you kind of getting recognized. <laughs> nigga, I'm in the pharmacy. Niggas like, oh shit. It's cheaper to die. Nigga. It's cheaper to die. Nigga, I got a mask on in that bitch. I have a mask on. And they recognize you. And a nigga like, <laughs> niggas looking. I'm like, yo, I got a mask on. I don't even have my glasses, no hat. Yeah. I'm looking like a turtle out of a shell. And I'm like, I know this nigga don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. I'm like, yeah. LeVar Walker. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. God yeah. damn, boy, that voice, man. I hear you. <laughs> Nigga. I ain't know you really worked in this bitch. I thought them was jokes. <laughs> That's what the fuck I'm going through. Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> LeVar, man, you by far... The funniest nigga. I want you to do your uh, your Cat Williams impression. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I just want to thank each and every one of you motherfuckers for coming out to this motherfucker. <laughs> See what the fuck I got going on. Nigga can't go to the motherfucking store without the goddamn police pulling up on your motherfucking ass trying to knock your motherfucking head off. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yo, man, this has been dope, man. This, this has been a long <laughs> interview. How long has this been? Yeah, it's been an hour. We've been I about like an hour. That. And that's the vibe we got. So when did you start comedy? I started uh, 2003. And so what made you move out of L.A.? So a couple of things. Mm-hmm. My wife is from Dallas. Okay. So I moved out here to be with her. And then I was just having too many legal problems in California. So, are you from L.A. originally? Yep. You born, are from L.A.? Born and raised. Wow. Yeah. Are you a crip or a blood? Yeah, neither. But, but I, are but you I, more, yeah, I'm sure you have affiliations. I so mean, your I, I know. So, uncles were crips or bloods? I know a bunch of crips. So, you're a crip? I'm not a crip. But, but I, you're I, a family I knew, with crips. I knew a bunch wow. of crips. Okay. I, I knew a bunch of crips. Okay. cool, cool. <laughs> and it was like, for a short stint. I think I was probably like in sixth, seventh grade where I was trying to join a Crip gang. Right. And then my mom just moved out the area. And so. you didn't get jumped in. Yet. Oh, I got jumped in. Oh, you did get jumped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, wow. but, but well, what was that experience like? So it was like, um, it was this one dude, his name was Don Vay. And you couldn't hit back. Oh, no, no, you could fight back. Okay. Yeah, you got to fight back. If 
Because you can get jumped in three or four times. Now, so who was the nigga that got jumped in and whooped all the niggas' asses? And I don't, <laughs> it got to so, be one. So here's the thing. <laughs> if, 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 if if a nigga come fight, then they, gonna, they has two or three niggas that's going to jump you. Right, but he probably beat them up, too. I want to meet that nigga. <laughs> hey, cuz, we jumping again, cuz. Yo, homie, homie knocked everybody out, cuz. I'm talking about niggas, niggas swinging and shit. Yeah, if you get jumped in and nigga. you can fight. They go, it's going to be a couple of niggas on you. But I had to fight this dude named Dom Vey to get in. I think I fought him. For, we had to go a minute. You had to go a minute no matter what. It was just whatever. Wow. Did you win? Um, No, I, I said no. No, I didn't did win. He, did he put you to sleep? No, nah, he didn't put me to sleep. It was just a lot, lot of wrestling. I'm sixth, seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? You really ain't. Were you tall for your grade? Oh, you had a growth so, spurt. This nigga had a growth spurt at 30. Nah. <laughs> nah. I was the youngest dude on my I was the youngest dude on my street. I was the youngest dude on my street. So I was in sixth grade. The dudes who was jumping to me in was like seventh, eighth grade. Mm. So I was little. So did you go grow the uh crayons? What was it called? Hmm? I'll be listening to Kendrick Lamar. What? Rose crayons. <laughs> No, no, no. What's so Rosecrans? Rosecrans run, run through L.A. and Compton. Oh. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up on the east side. I, uh, when I was gangbanging or about to get in gang, it was on Parmalee. It was on the east side. Did you have a gang? Did they have a gang name for you? You like little They shitty? did. They, it was uh, Baby Young Buck. Oh, Young Buck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Baby Young Buck. <laughs> Wow, yeah. baby young and, buck. And I spelled the buck with two C's. Oh. <laughs> hey, homie. We big popping. I like you got the nips he joining. Yeah, man. Nip was a crib. Did you know him? I didn't know him, but I went to a, to school with a bunch of niggas that, because that, Nip's a little younger than me. So a lot of niggas I, that he hung around. I didn't around. like Nip when he first came out because I thought he really? was a Snoop Dogg knockoff. And I didn't know anything about him. But I'm like, yo, this nigga sound like Snoop. So I got I got a different appreciation because I went to high school not across the street. I don't this fuck movie. with him now. Yeah, listening to him now, I get it. But yeah. like when I see this guy come out with the, it was just this yeah. is Snoop again. Yeah, I I mean, and I, I think from a worldwide view, that's where we were at with Nip. And I think even yeah. when even when I first got introduced to Nip, I was like, oh, this nigga look like Snoop. You know what I'm saying? But then once I start listening to the music, because him and Snoop are from two totally different areas, right? He may look with Snoop with the long ponytails, you but know what I'm saying? he's tall, he's slim. But he, they from two, if you from L.A. They both look like dogs. If you, if you from L.A., <laughs> you understand that it's totally two different areas. Snoop and Nipsey look like beagles, like a beagle dog, like a nah. doberman. They no, look we, like no. We, we're not gonna we're not gonna disrespect Nip on this. I'm show. not disrespecting. Yeah, 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 we're not gonna. How's that? Does Snoop look like a Doberman to you? A Doberman? When he did when he did that uh that uh what's my name? Dog. He don't look like Nip. No, Nip don't, and no, no, Snoop no, no, no. don't look similar to you. Nah. In the face. Nah. I, it's no disrespect. I'm just. They don't look. They don't look the same. They just both tall with with braids. But it, when he first came out, did it look similar to you? No. So here's my and thing. And this is no disrespect. I know niggas like, oh shit, no. So this here's is the thing: just how I saw it when I I got I first got uh, hip to uh, Nip, it was a song I was going through with my baby mama, 
and it was this song but him and YG did it was called Bitch You Broke and that song was like my anthem when I was going through with my baby mom and so that's what I used to go on stage to that's what I used to like I was like who the fuck is this and then that's when I got hit. So to you did, you hadn't seen him. Yeah, yeah, nah. So like my thing was, and you know I'm younger. I had saw him first, and it was a total dismiss. And I'm sure, like if you were to talk to people in the nation, they probably had that same thing because yeah. I'm coming up from a hip hop era of the '90s, yeah, where. You know what I mean? If there was any similarity in another act, you dismiss that act immediately. So it's no knock. I get it. Because I mean, as, I, I've, I as I've learned about him and I've listened to his music now, I get it. But that initial that initial uh, exposure to him, I saw Snoop Dogg. I didn't see Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's not like I'm not trying to be like disrespectful or disrespect anybody that's past or deceased, but that's just my honest No, I get it. opinion Cause, cause and that's I know, my honest feeling. I know um, he was getting those I, yeah, he was getting those uh, he comparisons. Had to be. Yeah, yeah, he like, was getting those comparisons. You, you feel me? Yeah. Long Beach? Was he from Long Beach? Or? No, he's from LA. He's from LA. He's from but LA. But it was just that it, it was just such Similarities there, you see yeah. what I'm saying? No, I'm I in here with an LA hat on, right? Yeah, now. no, I get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I bought it. the crit. I got the guy. I got the jogging suit. I fuck with him. the you know what I'm saying? No, or the, the no, Crenshaw. I got the Crenshaw. I wanted to get that. Shit. That shit was just too expensive at the time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a number. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn, I, I man. Spent a, I spent a bag. <laughs> I was like, shit. But I mean, like, um, nah, it is no disrespect. I, you know what I'm saying? With his mindset as far as business, ownership, things of that nature. And that's why. You know, there's a newfound respect. Um, not even newfound, but just to learn about. It. But initially. And and I'm pretty sure everybody you you know you know right. I know that. I'm not the, yeah you're not I alone know I'm not everybody alone did. but that's just my honest thing and they and I think him and Snoop do look sim dude they look alike they, there's no knock and I'm not saying they ugly I'm but not, I'm they not. just look they look similar how bro him and Snoop Dogg look similar bro you talking about you talking about before he passed, I, or you talking about when he first started, when he first came out, when that nigga first came out? Even okay, yeah, yeah I get no, that. Even, I get that. Even I mean, but right before he passed, they look similar. No way, similar I, statue I can't give you that face. One. No, nothing, nigga. At that point, let's Nipsey, keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. At that point, Nipsey didn't grow a beard. Okay, he didn't. He didn't like. He was the. He was slim, bro. Slim, he yes. Was a small guy. Yeah, slim. Okay. But they had they were very and, and look, it's the same thing. Because with entertainment, if a nigga is where I'm from, it's not his fault that I came out first and he might sound similar to me. But that's or what dress similar to that's me. That's what everybody was saying with Ja Ru and Tupac. That's what everybody was saying nah. with R. Kelly and um What's the other dude name from uh, 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 um, fuck, from Guy? What's his name? Aaron Hall. Oh, that nigga Kelly. Aaron Hall. He he like he, he Aaron. No, he talked about that. Aaron, Aaron Hall? Hall said, "Yo, Kelly Kelly bit him a little bit." 
And I'm a shy town nigga. Yeah. He kind of hit that nigga a little bit. You know, and and it's not to say that he bit him purposely. I think that you know, as an artist, you can't deny uh looking up to other artists. Right. Right? Yeah. So, you know, even before you find your own voice. Mhm. So, of course, you, you know, and it's not that you're voluntarily stealing or no shit like that, but subconsciously, this is how you're shaping yourself until you find your own voice. Because so, as a comic, so there are comics that, nigga, I see myself all in Atlanta. Yes. Niggas are being me, but I don't get mad because I'm like, they're like babies and they're trying to find Themselves. who they really are right. but here, through my voice. Here's what I would say about L.A., right? Especially niggas that are Crips or gangbang, right? Back then, back in, like, 2000s, you know what I mean, especially in the 90s, gangbangers wear white T-shirts, dicky suits. Like, there's a, there's a swap meet or a mall that you can go to, and it's like a uniform that all yeah, niggas buy. Yeah. So when Snoop came out, Snoop had on the Crip uniform, right, for niggas that could afford the $5 T-shirts, the $10 pants, you know what I'm saying? And when Nipsey came out, Nipsey had on the Crip uniform. So that's why I feel like where yeah they probably right. look so, like so, so when but you, you, at, when you as look the, at, as he, Nip transition Nip came to his own no, he, he did. His beard out but you know what I'm that saying was as as a consumer right yeah that was my initial perception and I'm saying I give you that but I'm and saying that's nothing to, to but you said it right after I'm he not, passed I'm right not, when he like right before he I'm passed I'm not dissing him or nothing like that no it's not this but after he passed. I learned more about him, unfortunately. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I didn't get into him while he was alive. Mm. And that's no knock, but I'm just saying the immediate perception that I had, I didn't know. Because, you know, you got to understand, niggas looking at, they not just looking at, you're you not just looking at Nip now. You're not just looking at the artist. You're looking at the record company. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, the record company is trying to make a duplicate a person yeah. that they're pushing because they already have the data on this person and they want to duplicate this same success. Yeah, I so see that. So that is the perception in my mind. Yeah. Similar, and you know, it's even just like, you know, when we look at Kobe, I, I, I mean, I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Walk like Mike. Yeah. Talk like Mike. Play like Mike. But I think that was like his first five, six years. After that. Right. It, it was but, it but was the, no but the, but the only it thing, wasn't even no comparison it, at that point. It, it was it, like it, even it's with, him. Even with him and I love him or whatever, but you know that thing with Shaq had turned a lot of motherfuckers off. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like that's just real. You know what's so crazy is in LA, like I think everybody, every every young nigga in LA got a uh, a sneaking in the form, which was the the arena in uh, Inglewood. I think every nigga in LA got a sneaking in the form story, right? Here's my sneaking in the form story. So my homeboy lived across the street from the form. We went to the form. We snuck in, and this was when they was in the playoffs against the Rockets. I sneak on the floor. I don't know how the fuck I get down there. I'm on the floor. 
the games the game ends i walk in the back where the locker rooms is with shaq and his family shaq whole family is big i'm talking about like from the mama to the sisters to the everybody is big fucking man everybody is big right when i'm in the back i'm in the back waiting um they have everybody coming out they do press they come out and they go to their cars i'm in the little tunnel where everybody at waiting on cars kobe come out i was like what up Kobe?" this nigga don't say shit to me like this nigga look at me and then there's a bunch of little kids he don't say shit to me and he start fucking with the kids Derek fisher come out i was like fish what's up man let me get your shoes he was like man i already gave them away y'all like all right bet so this is and at that point, once Kobe didn't say to, nothing to me, I was like, man, fuck Kobe. I was like, fuck him. Exactly. And then, at, and then after that, I seen everything else that, that, that came with the Shaq thing and everything. And I was like, yeah, I definitely don't and, fuck with Kobe. And, and Shaq but you know what's crazy? Massive dude. I named my newborn daughter Kobe. Wow. That's, That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> I give I mean, you love for that. Shut up, man. <laughs> Nigga, I got to work with Shaq. Well, I knew Shaq from Shaq All-Star Comedy Jam. Yeah. Joking and shit. And yeah. He was an Uncle Drew. Yeah. And um, I wasn't hired to be the Foot Locker manager in the movie. I was hired to be like a comedy consultant and teach Niggas had to act like old men because mm-hmm. a lot of my bits of me acting like old men. Yeah. Little Rail, it hooked that up or whatever. And Shaq, man, that's a massive fucking man. <laughs> yeah. And this nigga is Thanos, bro. Like, if you've watched. He cool as shit, you, too, though. No, he a good dude. Cool But if me. any of you guys have watched Avengers, Shaq is Thanos. That's. <laughs> Like, when you see this nigga in person, and he's very playful, and <laughs> nigga, I'm going to tell you a story. So, we doing Uncle Drew, and, you know, they got the Sprinter vans to take us from the uh, movie set back to crab services and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I'm sitting in the front of the boot, uh, in front of the Sprinter van, and I see Shaq coming towards the Sprinter van. That is the niggas bigger than the Sprinter van. He's <laughs> yeah. taller than the Sprinter van. So I opened the door. Yeah. Cause you know what I'm saying? So he could sit up front. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm like, fuck this. Let me go and get out of here. Open the door, dog. He's coming. I opened the fucking door to get out. Dog, this nigga put his finger in and poked me back in there. <laughs> Bro, I fall. Like, I literally fell in the fucking van. Like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, 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 you ain't got a little van. You ain't got a little van, boy. You ain't got a little van. You got a little van for it. That was one time. Second yeah. time. He is in a circle. Like, you know, talking to motherfuckers and shit. And yeah. shit, I was getting bored. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. I start to walk off. I get maybe a hundred yards away. I feel a fucking hand grab your shoulder. Bring me back in. <laughs> Bro, I was nigga. I was damn near to the door. That nigga's hand came all the way. Yeah. And bought me back in into the conversation. <laughs> he didn't look at me. 
He didn't. He didn't ignite. He just kept talking. He just bought me back in. <laughs> you know where this motherfucker going? Get back in here. I'm still talking, motherfucker. I'm still talking. <laughs> bought me back and huddled me in that bitch. Dog. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yo, as far as this whole nip thing, don't edit me and make me sound fucked up. I don't edit at all. It's just literally like I don't edit that was my all, so. initial opinion, but like the advice, I listen to his advice. I fuck with him and um he's a super entrepreneur. He was a fucking visionary. This nigga was Dude, he was next level for real, and 100. that's why I paid all that money for the Crenshaw uh, top and the pants. And um, he's an amazing guy. But initially, when I knew nothing about him, you know what I'm saying, just looking at it from the surface, and I'm sure there are millions I'm trying to back that shit up now, nigga. I'm not backing it up. Crips finna be on your ass no, now, I don't nigga. Want no shit. Please, please <laughs> don't kill me. Be on this don't kill now. me. But that it was initial. And I bet you it's Crips that said the same shit. Oh, that motherfucker. Like, I know it. I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga's nigga. Probably, probably motherfuckers from other parts of the world. Yeah. But, but this is me from not a, being I, in LA, yeah, Atlanta, Chicago. Nigga, yeah. Atlanta, yeah, yeah, just that initial perception. Yeah, I get you it. feel me. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and could that be the reason why, like, even with Kobe before the death or whatever, does he not get that just do? And this is before the death because he was so much like Michael Jordan with his game, where it was identical, identical. There was no difference. Don't fucking sit here. Listen, I love KB. Shout out to Kobe. It was the same game. And they've showed YouTube videos where you cannot, you can literally not fucking tell them apart. You cannot tell them apart. Am I lying? No, but here's the thing. I would give you that the first five or six years. When did the game change? I think um, the game change probably around that time he made his first uh, championship. So about 2000, 2001, maybe. 2001, I would say, is where he started coming and, and to I his own. And I can't knock him because he studied the best. I mean, yeah. this motherfucker Jordan is the greatest basketball player that we will ever see. Yeah. There would never be another Jordan. We'll see. We'll see. I guess you must be a LeBron fan. I am. I am. So you think LeBron is better than Jordan? There's no fucking way. See, He's I not. think here's a, here's what I think. There's nobody better than Jordan. Bro. I think I think athletically wise, 100% he's better than Jordan. But as far as that that grit and that will to motherfucking win, I don't think that part nobody's going nobody's going to ever let, be able to let, get let that let part. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Nobody's ever going to be able to get that part. But in, athletically. In Michael Jordan's prime. Athletically. In Jordan's prime, he would have locked, he would have put a lock and key on LeBron James all day. He would have locked him down. Be, and like I said, because willing, you will, his will, yeah, it's unmatched. Um, athletically. Listen. Athletically, 
LeBron Dude. is 6'10", 240, 250. This nigga's a you monster. A, you talking about a nigga that dunked on motherfucking Patrick Ewing, nigga. Who the fuck is Patrick Ewing? You know how much bigger that nigga was than LeBron, bro? Patrick Ewing was like seven feet. This nigga, that's two inches. That's two inches. This nigga dumped, dunked, shitted on Akeem Olajuwon, nigga. And then who? Come on. You see you you really sound like you really sound like an old nigga right now. No, I because don't dude. This is the truth. Hakeem can't jump. Hold Patrick, on. Patrick you Hold can't on. jump. Hold on. <laughs> Patrick you can't jump. Bro. Both of them motherfuckers was unathletic. So I'm talking about a nigga that's almost the same size as two inches shorter than Patrick Ewan and Hakeem that can jump, dribble, Everything you can't touch a nigga in the NBA right now. You can't touch a motherfucker, man. I don't care. This nigga's hooping. You talking about a man that was scoring the points he was scoring, and he was playing in quicksand. Michael Jordan in this league would have averaged no less than eighty-two points a fucking game. You, you can kiss my ass. You crazy, bro? Kobe showed you what Michael would have averaged. Kobe showed you. He he took his game. <laughs> he took his game. He took his game. Kobe, <laughs> yo, Jordan said himself he would have averaged damn near 100 points, and I believe that shit, bro. This man getting touched. You're not coming in that lane without paying a price. They not paying a price. They just going in there. What? Niggas was killing you. You come in that motherfucking three seconds zone, dog. Hey man, we we can't. We, they were killing you. We're not. We 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 can't help the era that that LeBron grew up in. We like, whatever. That's not, that's not I'm just fault. keeping it a buck. That's not his fault. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been good. 6'10", 240, dog, 250. You don't see with that could niggas like Michael Jackson and, and Michael Jordan, but every hundred years, Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. That's a godly name, Mike. Mike. Mike Michael Jackson, there there's always a replacement. Michael, Who? Michael Jackson. Who replacing Michael Jackson? Chris Brown. Get the fuck out of here. No. Chris Brown. Fuck no. Chris Brown. Fuck no, dog. Chris Brown. Nah, dog. Chris Brown. Nah. No. Um No. I, uh, uh Chris Brown is super dope. And I will put him right under Michael Jackson. He's a, but that nigga ain't no motherfucking Michael Jackson. Okay. I have um, never seen a grown man from Bucharest cry over Chris Brown. <laughs> and until I see that. From Bucharest. Bucharest. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? You know why? You know why the motherfuckers are crying? Because they didn't have the kind of exposure that Chris Brown has right if now. Because there was Jackson, no social media. Listen, the only way you could see Michael right. if is, Michael was is in on his, stage. If Michael was in his prime concert. right now, that nigga would have 4 billion followers. It's only 8 billion people on earth. He ain't. He, Michael, Michael Jackson wouldn't even have a Twitter or Instagram or, or Facebook. He wouldn't have it. because His he, fake Instagram Twitters would have a billion followers, bro. Easy. No. Or he would be a nigga with a billion followers with one post. Hi. <laughs> Hi. That motherfucker have one dog, that nigga would have a billion likes. He would have 
790 million comments and over a billion followers with a hi. You said a billion? Easy. Easy. Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. How did niggas compare? This nigga been singing and dancing since he was five. Okay. He had 10 years in the game at 15. At 25, the nigga was 20 years in the game. Chris Brown got 72 million followers. Bro. And this nigga following one person. Would have a billion followers. And Chris Brown is following one person. Get the fuck out of here. He following one person. (sighs) Man, let's get the fuck out of here, man. Because I know you got to go. I got to go take a nap. Yeah. You got to give me one of these hoodies, man. I will, man. You got um, some merch. Let yeah, me get a hoodie. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's dope. I like the pink you got. Yeah, yeah. You match that joint. Woo! Yeah. The hoodies, they available online, too, for people. Tapinpodcast.com. Tapinpodcast. So, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, I appreciate you for coming on. Leave man, your social you, in case man. people want to check out your videos. Up, uh, LeVar Walker, everything LeVar Walker, man. Um you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the legendary Kobe and Nip. And this was just my initial, you know, no judgment. I love both of those brothers and what the impact that they left on the world. Um, so please follow me, um, LeVar Walker. Leave some insight. Yes. And a lot of y'all do feel the same way I feel, and I know that because I'm just a regular guy. But... Uh, Yes, and if any Crips want to get at him, it's LeVar no, Walker I on will Instagram. and understand uh, there are Crips that want to get I, I do call the police. I'm a bitch-ass nigga. I, I snitch. I will sue. I will, I will take you to the fullest extent of the law. Understand attacking me is like attacking an old white Jewish woman. And you will pay the same consequence. Just please understand that. And I do not care about any type of being a real nigga. None of that. It's all out the window. I don't give a fuck. I I pay taxes. I'm not a thug. I'm not with that shit, even though I grew up in the hood on the south side of Chicago. I'm a pharmacist. I have a doctorate degree. And I, I sue. And I tell. So... Just understand those parameters are in place. And as you're (laughs) kicking my ass, as you're kicking my ass on your social, understand if you don't kill me, there will be a price to pay in the morning. This nigga's taking notes. News and telling me. He had on Nikes. Nikes with dirty socks. (laughs) Yo, man, I appreciate you for coming through, man. This is this now. Nah, you sending me an Uber back? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I got you, my nigga. You really you doing your thing, man? Come on, my man. man. My man, man sent me a black truck and shit to come man. get me and shit. I ain't know. It may be different going back though, nigga. <laughs> That's how niggas do. That's why I had to call the promoter for this show. I said, yo, man, you taking me back to the airport, right? Because after the show, niggas don't want to take you to the airport. You just be stuck. Ah, man, I'm asleep. Niggas be on some bullshit. I'm like, yo, man, you going to come get me, right? (laughs) Fuck that. Oh, shit. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Appreciate it. Holla at y'all.